Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Angel Speakers Lightmasters series on Blog Talk Radio. Your host is Terry Miller, who is a lightmaster, an author, psychic, medium, energy healer, and happiness coach. These series of shows will delve deeply into spirituality and help illuminate some of the answers to questions you may have concerning the ascension process, as well as the energy shifts we are all undergoing. Please visit Terry's website, angelspeakers.com and terry-miller.com, where you can find out more about her services, such as the wonderful energy healing method called Time Heals, the process of letting go called Release, as well as her coaching and educational workshops. The information discussed on Angel Speakers is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It is not designed to provide listeners with specific personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. The programs are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individuals with health problems should always consult their health care provider for professional medical advice, medications, or treatment. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from angel speakers. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to angel speakers or the show hosts whose words and or opinions appear from or on this broadcast. If you have called in and want to participate by being on the air with our hosts, press 1 on your phone. We encourage participation from the chat room as well. Now, here is your host, and founder of Angel Speakers, Terry Miller. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show tonight. Oh, my gosh. I am so happy to see all of you on the phone lines. And as the announcement said, if you want to be on the air to talk with us, press that one on your keypad, and that shows me that you want to do that. I want to just say that my cats are in rare form these days. I'm not sure what's up. I don't know if it's the energy shift or what's going on, but you may hear some meows in the background and just um, most of you know them already, but for those of you who are new to my show, (laughs) that's what's going on. I have two cats and they're very vocal, they're very intuitive, and they do respond to the energy shift and to energy vibrations here in the room. Every time I go on the air, they have I think they have to come on and help me by uh, putting in their two cents worth. So just enjoy their little uh, energy there in the background as we get through the night. I want to share with you what's going on this week for the rest of the week before I bring Lisa on. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., I have a guest, Ken Roshan. Ken's an amazing individual. He's a worldwide uh, motivational speaker. He has uh, the Umbrella Syndicate, which is his baby that he founded, and he does a lot of PR work and helping to get uh, names out there and get books known. And you'll want to tune in and see what tips Ken has for us tomorrow on the show. And then Friday, back to my normal 9 p.m., I have Maggie Linton in the studio. And you may be familiar with that name. She was on Sirius for many years, on Sirius Radio. And we're just going to sit and talk. We don't know what's going to come out on that show, but I guarantee it will be something interesting for sure. 
So that's what's going on the rest of this week. Uh, Next week I will share that. We have a lot going on, including if you're here local in Fort Lauderdale, we have a ladies talking stick circle that will be happening here at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, 7.30 p.m. on Monday night. And then on Tuesday, I will be on Facebook Live at 11.30 in Angel Speakers with Reba Linker. And we're going to be telling you about Time Heals and uh, what's going on with that. And then at night at 7 p.m., there's the Angels Playground Workshop that will be happening with Karen Palmer and myself. So lots of happenings going on, and I'm so glad that you're here to join us for all of that, or as much of it as you can handle. And now I want to introduce to you my wonderful co-host, Lisa McCoy. I've known Lisa for a few years now, and Lisa wears many hats. She uh, does a lot of work with Reiki. She does a lot of energy healing and um, working with the chakras and helping people to understand what energy is all about in our energy centers. Lisa was on the show a couple of weeks ago, in fact, and we talked about the chakras, and it was very enlightening to a lot of people. Tonight, she's going to be covering a different topic. We're going to be talking about the dying process, and we're going to be talking about grief. And before I bring her on the air, I want to read two quotes. They're very short. The first one is by Chief Tecumseh, And he said, when your time comes to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. I love that quote. And then the other quote I wanted to read is by J.K. Rowling. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. Let that sink in for a moment while I bring my co-host on the air. Hello, Lisa. Hey, Miss Terry. Can you hear me? How are you? I hear you great, honey. How are you doing? Beautiful, beautiful. I love the quotes. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, it's it's so true. We've always, uh, there's been a pattern, you know, always of not talking about death, not thinking about it, you know. Maybe it's our way of saying, don't come yet. <laughs> but it is something right. we talked about and discussed. And that's why I'm so glad you're here with us tonight to do just that. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Um I have been sitting here in meditation before we got on, you know, calling in my guides, calling in uh, source energy, and asking that the people that are going to be able to listen tonight will be able to learn. And through this, what I want to share with you this evening, to be able to gain a deeper understanding of the death process and what a beautiful experience it is. Um, we have been taught, kind of conditioned, to fear death. Um, 
most of those are religious beliefs rather than having a beautiful relationship with God because God is a, a good spirit and God is our creator, most of us have been taught that to fear God because if we don't obey God, we get to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of what I want to kind of reteach people what's really going on on the level of the energy field uh, what goes on in the chakra system, what a normal chakra system looks like, and then throughout the dying process, what the chakra system looks like as well. I was recently, as you know, Terry, was able to firsthand experience this with my mom's passing. She passed on March 12th of... Um, excuse me, not March 12th, that's when she had her stroke, was on um, March 12th. She passed on March 17th mm-hmm. is um, when she passed. So I would like to share with you what that experience was. And I'm, I really, uh, my heart's desire is that by being able to share that story, that that will give so many people peace in her heart about the process of crossing over. Yes. And actually, it's just as if they're in another room. They really haven't lost, you know, we haven't lost them. We lost their physical body. And I also want to, as we talk about the dying process, I also, and I don't think I told you this, Terry, um, I went to the funeral home and I helped prepare my mom's body. Did, I t- did we talk about that? I don't I think, remember us talking I think we about did, that. Yeah, we, we did have this discussion, yes. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, help me remember as we get going here um, to explain that process as well because okay. that, that okay. as well as the dying process is also a beautiful, beautiful process that I was blessed to be able to share um, with my mother and the gentleman that was was helping me there with her. So, do you have any questions before we get get started, Terry? Um, no, I don't have any questions, Lisa. But I do want you to know we have a lot of callers on the line, and we have a lot that want Beautiful. to talk to you. But I want you oh, to explain okay. uh, what. Uh, yeah, I want you to explain uh, this because I, we've talked extensively about it, and I love the way that you can put it all into perspective and help us to understand it. Right. Well, I want to thank everybody for taking some time out of their their day or evening, whatever time it might be, whatever time zone that that you might be in. And I want everybody to be open, open their hearts, and be open to receiving tonight as as we go through the discussion. Um, The first thing I would like for you to tell you about is my mom was 87 when she passed. She had, over the past 12 years, three strokes, and the first one took her eyesight from her right eye. The second stroke that she had took her independence, where um, I have three other siblings, so there's four four of us kids, and we had decided when my father passed away uh, 30 years ago that we were going to let mother do what she could as long as she could and live on her own as long as she could. So 
then the second stroke, we had to go and make arrangements to sell our house. And it was a house that actually my dad had built and all of us kids had helped build. So there was a lot of emotion tied with with selling the house. Um, At that point, she moved in with all of us, meaning we all took care of, we all had different duties. It's not like we sit down and decided duties, you know, what we were going to do, but uh, one of my siblings kept her during the week from Monday through Friday. She came to my house Friday afternoon and stayed till Monday morning. So I was always the bath and the hair wash person. So for years I had done her hair. And she had a living will where we had all went to the funeral home and we had sit down and she had made her decisions on what she wanted for her funeral, songs, what she wanted to wear and everything. And um, it was discussed about me doing her hair. And I said, well, I've done your hair since I was 15, Mother. You know, I don't care to do your hair. So I promised her I would I would do her hair. Um, mm-hmm. So for four, four years, Terry, uh, my siblings and I had this. You know, they would keep her during the week. I got her every weekend. So it, that was for four years we did that and took care of her. Uh, a year ago, we she had gotten very, very sick and started really deteriorating where we had to make the decision to put her in the nursing home. And we really, that was very painful to be able to do because it's not what what we wanted to do. But it was getting to the point where um, she was going to need a wheelchair and our houses just were not not fixed to run a wheelchair through our house. So we put her in the nursing home and... Um, that's where she stayed the past year. She had her third stroke on March 12th of this year. So it's only been just actually just a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. She did have the living will already made out, so there was no res- no resuscitation order. So all we were able to do at that point was just to keep her comfortable, and which meant... There was no food, there was no water, and there was no medication. She had taken a lot of medications for blood pressure and heart issues and that type of thing. So they stopped all of the medication. The staff at the nursing home was absolutely amazing. Uh, even though she, they, everyone knew what was happening and that there was a process of death that was happening, they were so kind to her up till the very last minute. They would come in every two hours and turn her, and they would change her. And they would brush, you know, brush her hair, wash her face, you know. And all of us kids were doing that also. But they also mm-hmm. would swab her mouth because the, the mouth gets really dry and the tongue gets really dry. So, you know, we were always swabbing. So it actually, um, she had the stroke on March 12th, and I was on vacation. And um, I remember that. Yeah, because I had had talked to you about that. It's like, oh, my goodness, yes. Terry, you know, mm-hmm. this, this, is, this is what's going on. So right. that was on a that was on a Monday, and I drove 
home eight hours uh, on Thursday and then spent, I think I got there in the afternoon and um, spent the rest of the day with her. When I walked in, you know, all of my siblings were there, grandchildren, you know, she even had great-grandchildren that were there. And, you know, when you walk into that type of situation, some place, some some families, you know, it's, it's very stressful because of the relationship between all of the siblings and all the family members. And I had prayed on the way to the nursing home. I'm sorry, Terry. That's all right, honey. Take your time. Take a breath. I had prayed that everything would go with grace needs. And I had set that intent that I expected everything to go gracefully and peacefully Mm -hmm. with all of my siblings and all of the grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And that these last days of her life, she would be peaceful and at peace and in no pain. Right. So... Um, to give you a little bit of background, because the reason why I was so intent on that is because there is some things going on in our family that um, between some of my siblings and I, because of the work that I do and they don't understand the work that I do and how amazing my work is. And, you know, it's not for them to, to understand, but they have judgment against that. That's the reason that I was so intent on making that, you know, a very strong prayer and having God come in, have his feet mm-hmm. over that. Yes. So when I walked in, it was so peaceful. It was as if any disturbances between the whole family had just dissipated. And that continued throughout her last day. That it was very peaceful. The room was very peaceful. Um, there were no words between any of the family members. You know, that just was not the place and time for that. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to go into now is to, to explain to you because you and I can see energy. And this is what I want to share with people to give them so much comfort. So uh, by seeing energy, Terry and I will see colors of the energy some, and we will feel energy. But the, what I want to really make an impact here is that the colors that were in this room when I walked in was a beautiful, beautiful, very, very bright white. It's like a yellowy-white color that, honestly, if we would look at this with our human eyes, it would be blinding. It's so bright. So what that is is God's light that is surrounding in the whole room. So I went over beside uh, my mom and I sat. And at that time on uh, Thursday, she was still pretty pretty strong. Um, after several days of no food and no water, she was still very strong and a little bit restless. 
she could still, um, even though she couldn't speak clearly, you could make out that she was saying, I love you. Um, since the stroke had rendered her left side numb, uh, you know, that was, she couldn't use her left hand, but her right hand was very, very strong. So when mm-hmm. we would tell her who was here, you know, Lisa's here because it had been a few days and I hadn't showed up uh, because I was on vacation. And uh, so when I got there, you know, my younger brother said, well, Lisa's here, and she grabbed my hand, you know, with a strong grip. <laughs> I was really taken <laughs> back by such a strong grip that she had. And, right. um, and you, have to, you have to remember, Terry, she was 87 also. Mm-hmm. So uh, she grabbed my hand, and what she was doing with everybody, you know, I could hear at that time still I could make out that she was saying, I love you. And she said my name a few times, but she had such a grip on my hand, she would pull me down so I would hug her. And she did that with everyone, you know, that would mm-hmm. come in and, and visit her. Uh, she would grab their hand, and she you could ask her questions, even though she could not physically communicate with her boys, you could ask her questions, and she would still squeeze your hand even on Thursday. So um, what happens with the chakra system, let me uh, explain what chakras, the, the energy system that runs down the front of us are like vortexes. There are seven of those. There's one on top uh, called the crown chakra that's above your head about 12 or 18 inches. There's one that is in the middle of your forehead, which is the third eye. Excuse me. One in our physical throat area, which is the throat chakra, where our physical heart is, is called the heart chakra. Where our physical stomach is, is where the solar plexus is, or a lot of people call that like your gut feeling. The... um, Next to the last one is the sacral chakra, which is in the area of your belly button. And then the root chakra is in your pelvic area. So if those are all working properly, they're open, they turn clockwise, and they're about the size of an adult hand if if they're all working perfectly and they're perfectly balanced. So those are the type of readings I do. So I work really in-depth with each one of those chakras. Here's the thing, Carrie, with observing the chakra system throughout the dying process. All the chakras that would normally be open were closed. So, the, you know, the third eye, even the crown chakra at that time on Thursday, mm-hmm. which kind of took me took me back a little bit because I was expecting the crown chakra to be open because the crown chakra right. is the chakra of, of knowing that that is where mm-hmm. we get our knowing from God. So I was really taken back by that being closed because it was my understanding through my work with my spirit guides that when the soul passes, the soul passes through the crown chakra which I'm finding out Mm -hmm. is not the case, always. Um, What I want people to know is even though my mom's um, physical body 
could not communicate. What was happening is her heart chakra, which is where your physical heart is, instead of it being like the normal size, like the hand, the size of an adult hand, and being open about a foot away from the physical body, her heart chakra, Terry, was about three foot in diameter, sometimes four foot in diameter, and it would, out from her body, be about four to five foot away, out open from her body. So, wow. What was so beautiful about that is even though she cannot physically communicate, and we have to remember that our body is just like a sleeve that we, or like a, a coat that we wear, what was happening is that the soul was still communicating through the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So anyone that would come in the room, the only thing that you would feel is her love, the soul's love being passed to everyone in the room, and also God's love because the room was just nothing but, you know, it was just full, so full of this bright golden white that it made everything else disappear in the room. You know, the siblings, the walls, everything. It was as if I just walked walked into a room that was nothing but golden white light. Mm -hmm. So the heart chakra was not only this huge vortex of love that the soul was passing, it was a gorgeous pink color, like a bubblegum pink color, swirling around. There were sparkles and glitter that was flying off of it. Inside, there was little specks in this vortex of yellow, which is for focus, uh, purple, which is for peace, sky blue for inspiration. There was white, which is purity and illumination. It was the most breathtaking experience I've ever had to watch, watch that being passed from the soul. And it's nothing like I'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So um, she, I had always done hospital duty with her when she had been sick over the past 15 or 20 years. I'd always spend the night with her because she would always get a little afraid. So all of my siblings left. And I spent the night with her on uh, Friday night and also Saturday night. So all of these colors, even in the room, Terry, I would uh, observe these huge big pink vortexes of swirling vortexes that were floating around in the room. Mm -hmm. What those were were angels um, and spirits and love, but it was the same type of vortex that was coming out of her heart chakra. So when I say Friday night, it is. It's so beautiful. This is the reason that I want everyone that Mm -hmm. I can reach to be able to, to understand this information. Is it a sad time in our life? Is it, is it kind of tough to watch 
a family member deteriorate and go through the dying process? Of course it is. But being able to witness this and, you know, it's, it's my desire that I want everyone to be able to feel this peace throughout the dying process. Exactly. Even though and can I say Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can I say something? Um, you know, I am a medium, and I do communicate with those who have left their physical body. And the one message, Lisa, that they want to emphasize to all of us is that the only thing you take with you is love. So when you're describing all of this and all of the chakras closed except the heart chakra and all yeah, you see yeah. is this beautiful love flowing out of her, it just, yeah. it, it confirms yeah. everything that I've ever heard or talked to someone on the other side about. I yeah. love this. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing that. Yes. So, Terry, I wish people could see what I see because it's so breathtaking. Yeah. It, I, you feel like a little kid in a candy store. You remember your childlike qualities because you're just, I was sitting there just in amazement watching all of this, like, twinkle show that, mm-hmm. that was happening. So when um, my siblings left on Friday night, I, the room all of a sudden got very quiet as the night went on. And my dad that has, had passed away 30 years ago stood at the end of her bed very quietly. Um, and I talked to him from time to time. It seems to be that he shows up when I'm going through a difficult time. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't really talk to him very much that evening. Uh, she was one of ten siblings, and she was the last one living. So with my dad at the end of her bed was several of her siblings, and they were just kind of chitter-chattering, like, very happily. Like, everybody was very happy, um, and her sisters were, you know, they would be chattering and, and laughing and smiling and, you know, not laughing like in a bad, bad way at all, but more like happy that I, they're going to get to see Imogene again. Mm-hmm. So when I was observing my dad at the end of the bed, what I was also noticing, and Terry, I think that you have probably observed this as well, and I have walked many, many of my clients through this when they have a family member that is passing you know, I'll get online with them and I will say, okay, do you see this? Do you see that? So I can walk them through that because I can see, doesn't matter where in the world they are, but I can see what they're seeing. So I can explain to them mm-hmm. what's happening, which is the, cool, the coolest thing. I'm so honored to be able to walk people through that because it's so beautiful. So um, the ceiling disappeared and there was beautiful clouds, beautiful bright blue sky, and then I could hear angels singing. Now, when I say singing, it's not like they were singing like hymnals or anything. When I hear angels sing, it is more like a toning. Yes. Does, do, you, do you understand what I mean, Terry? I, to- I totally understand, yes. yes. It's, it's a real, it's, it's a really, really high-pitched vibration toning, mm-hmm. but yes. it's, it's like I know that that's singing. It's, 
am I explaining it correctly? Do you, Yes, you are. It's, for uh, you for use, everybody, you use the perfect word. Yeah, you use the perfect word, vibration, because you know right. we all think that the angels speak in our language and use our words. They they hear right. and speak vibrations. That you know that's mm-hmm. all that it is. Mhm. Right. So when we speak to angels, Carrie, their vibration has to flow down. So, because mm-hmm. our the earth plane is so dense and our vibration here in the earth plane is so low that they have to really slow down their vibration to even be able to communicate with, with anyone here. Um, so in the middle of these angels, because I could see the angels, there were angels of all sizes, shapes, sizes, colors, and in the middle, it was like the, in the, uh, the, when the ceiling disappeared, the angels were standing in a circle, and then the huge, bright, golden, bright light was right in the middle of all of these angels. So there was cherub angels flying around, uh, you know, small angels, large angels, huge angels, but all of those were in a circle, and then God's, the creator's bright light was right there in the middle. So mm-hmm. that was Friday night. Saturday night, um, when I stayed with her, she was very still. And it was, her her body was very still. She was no longer gripping her hands. Um on Saturday night, her um, father and her mother showed up at the, at the end of the bed, the same place, you know, the night before that my dad and uh, her siblings had showed up. The thing is, Terry, is that my mom, Imogene's mother, passed when she was nine years old of pneumonia. You have to remember mm-hmm. the age she was. She was born during the Depression. And pneumonia now, even though it's very critical, it's treatable. Pneumonia back during the Depression was critical and also deadly at the same time. So yes. um, when, my, when my mother was nine, her mother had passed away. And she talked very kindly about her mother as she had went in the nursing home, and as she was staying with us over the past few years, she would say it would be really nice to see Mommy again. Mm. So she was looking looking forward to that. So um, there was a a little nine-year-old girl that showed up with her mother and dad, and it took me a little bit to figure out who the nine-year-old little girl was because she was just as inquisitive as, you know, a little nine-year-old would be. She was, you know, feeling the bed rails. She was touching um, mother's hands and, you know, wanting to know why she wouldn't talk. And, you know, she was asking questions. Who this nine-year-old was, Terry, was the nine-year-old aspect of my mother, and that mm, was right. an aspect that was the aspect of the soul fragment that had broken off 
when her mother died when she was nine. So when there's traumatic mm-hmm. events that happen in our lives that are, are and it could even be a job loss because, you know, even that is very traumatic for people. But if there's a death or something, you know, traumatic that happens to us, there's soul fragments that break off. So I did, it took me a, a little bit to figure out just who this little girl was. That she was her aspect that had come to visit with them. Um, I hadn't slept very much over the last three days that I was there. So by the time Sunday morning rolled around, I it was like 6.30 in the morning. I was talking to the aides because, again, the aides were coming in every two hours and checking on her. And sometimes they would come in every hour. And some of them would visit with me overnight. So it was very, very kind of all of them. And I admire the people that do this type of work, Terry. I so admire yes, them. me too. Mm-hmm. The work that they do. And the people that work at hospice, you know, the, there's such a big heart for um, that, that t- to be able to do that type of work. So I was talking to the aides. I said, you know, I said, my, my younger brother lives here in town, and he'll be over here shortly, but I'm really exhausted. I really feel like I need to go now. And it was six, it was 6.30 in the morning. It was just getting daylight here in Ohio. And she assured me that their policy there at that nursing home was that no one passed by themselves, which I thought was so beautiful that Mm -hmm. it was so important to them throughout this dying process that they had either a nurse or one of the aides sat with somebody until another family member could get there. Um, when I left the nursing home, Terry, I only live about 20 minutes from, I live in a small town north of a larger town, it took me about 20 minutes to get home. I come home, got undressed and crawled in bed. It was like one of those things like, oh, you know, I can just lay down and relax. And mm-hmm. as I was getting in bed, I was thanking God and being very grateful of, you know, the things that I was witnessing things that I was seeing, and um, my brother had prayed several times over the past few days that she would go in peace. And every time uh, we would pray, it would be just us kids, and, you know, if there was a spouse or somebody there, we'd all hold hands, and we would pray, and we would hold her hands when we would pray. Mm-hmm. So I just had laid down, got comfortable, and all of a sudden, I started seeing huge, huge bright lights again, swirling past my head like boom, 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 you know, like I was in this vortex, like, and they, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, Terry, how to put that into words, and I was so tired I was kind of missing what was happening. But what was happening at that moment when I was seeing all of these lights, and it wasn't like when we see things in our mind's eye, Terry, is kind of small. Mm -hmm. How I was seeing that is it was surrounding my whole head. Like I was in this 
tunnel, what it was is the tunnel that people pass through when they pass over. I was right. passing through this light tunnel with her at the time that she was passing. And it took me a minute because it lasted about two minutes. That's how fast it was. But right mm-hmm. after the light quit, she came to me, and even though she passed when she was 87, she came to me looking like she was in her 40s. And she came to me and she said, Lisa, please forgive me. But what she meant by that, Terry, is that she always she wasn't always very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is why... She was asking forgiveness because she wasn't real nice to all of us kids. Right. Which is, is a story left for another time, you know. I, but it just, that's why she was asking forgiveness. And she was asking, you know, please forgive me, Lisa. And um, then she asked for me to ask all of my siblings to forgive her as well. And that was. For a while, she's come to me since then, but that's when she had passed over. So mm-hmm. it was the coolest, the coolest thing to pass through that light. And because I'd never experienced Terry that before, it mm-hmm. took me a minute to figure out what was happening. Right. Because I was lay, you know, I was laying there. I was really, really tired. I had just laid down. I had just gotten relaxed. You know, just ready to go to sleep, and. You know, I'm thinking, you know, when this light started, I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized what was happening. Because, you know, there's strange, Carrie, you understand when I tell you, there's strange things that happen to us all the time. So we just sit sit and observe, oh, this is cool. (laughs) Exactly. When we go into that that place where our minds can relax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand. So I, I know, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about because, like, mm-hmm. strange is like an everyday occurrence to us because it's always right. something new every day. So I was laying there thinking, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, it it'll take me just a minute to where are we on time, Terry? Oh, uh, well, we're coming, yeah, we're, oh, we're okay. almost 40, we, 45 minutes. We can go oh, as goodness. long as you want. <laughs> okay, no, I'm fine. I just, I know that you okay. do an hour, so if we can go over an hour, I'm I'm cool oh, with that. Because I, I do want to um, talk to a few people and maybe help help them go through the grieving process. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're good, honey. That, we can go up to two hours. Cool. According to uh, your time schedule, and I don't, you know, I want to respect your time. Right. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, I do want to explain to people as well, if they've not experienced this or if they have, the way the nursing home handled this, because at all nursing homes, they have, you know, their residents sitting in a hall. Uh, we stayed with my mom for about two hours after she passed. So no sooner than I got in bed and got relaxed, it wasn't like a half an hour later, my older brother calls me and said that mother had passed. So, you know, I hadn't slept for four days when I got up 
and went back down. Mm-hmm. And um, so we sat with her. Uh, she was not by herself when she passed. One of the aides was with her. And um, when all of us got there, uh, we held hands again. And my younger brother said another prayer. Mm-hmm. And we did have the aide that was with her when she passed come in and join us. But I went and got her because I felt like that that was very important. It was like a closure thing for her. Right. Yes. Um, and my brother says, beautiful, beautiful prayers. So we stood around her bed and we held her hand uh, and all of us held hands and held both of her hands as well. You know, at that time, you know, she was very peaceful. You know, she hadn't had a bath for six days. So her hair was was dirty and, you know, sweaty. But it was like the struggle was, was over. Mm-hmm. And the, nurse, the nursing home, when the funeral home had... Um, come to pick her up. The funeral home always rings the nursing home to make sure that there's nobody in the hallways. And I thought that that was so beautiful at the nursing home and the funeral home had all of that down. So the wow. hallways are cleared. Right. So, you know, because she has made friends with all of these residents that, you know, she's mm-hmm. lived with for a, for a year. You know, you don't want to, even though they know that they're going to pass, you don't want to, like, have them observe that. Mm-hmm. So It's respect. Um, yeah, it's just respect. It's just, yes, it's just respect. So I, I just thought it was just very beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, funer- the guy, I come to, come to find out, the funeral, the, the guy that picked mother up, I knew since preschool. One of my boys was in preschool with him. So my younger brother helped pick my mom up and put her on the gurney and helped, you know, tuck her in and put her in a body bag. And then their funeral home covers them up with another beautiful cover. And all of us kids walked walked her out and um, helped put her in the back of the van. And the, the kid that had come to pick her up, I put my arm around him and he was about 30 and Mm -hmm. so it was like talking to one of one of my kids and for the life of me I cannot I cannot remember his name now but I said I would like to ride over to the funeral home you have to understand this funeral home we have a, a relationship with this funeral home because my brother lives in the backyard of the funeral home his house is in the funeral home we have like a back door entrance it's like small town uh, atmosphere, mm-hmm. and we always use the back door. We never go in the front door of the funeral home. So they know us all. Right. And I, and he says, well, he says, I'm not sure that we can do that. So I hugged him again, and I said, let me rephrase that. <laughs> and I didn't rephrase it, but it got his attention. I said, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride in the van to the funeral home with you. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and he looked at me like he knew he wasn't going to get out of it. And exactly, he says, "Okay." He said, "Okay," 
because when my dad passed 30 years ago, Terry, my older brother rode to the funeral home with my dad. Mm-hmm. And my older my older brother helped, you know, the same thing, you know, get my dad out and I told told Nanny, I said, I'll go I'll go with mother. You went with daddy, I'll go with mother. And, you know, we went in and I helped get her out of the van and we finished the funeral arrangements that afternoon and then Monday I went back down. I'd asked the funeral director. It's actually the funeral director's son that is in his 30s that takes care of everything now. The funeral director is still there, and we all know him very, very well. But his son is starting to take over more duties. And I told us, uh, Eric was his name. I said, Eric, I said, I'm going to come down tomorrow and do mother's hair, and I would like to bathe her and wash her hair. And he explained to me, he said, we'll probably already have that done because they take care of the embalming process and everything. But I did go down the following day on Monday and um, went back in the room, and he was very jittery. And I grabbed his hand, Terry, and I said, Eric, you know, he was he was saying, oh, Lisa, we've got this if you need this and that if you need this, and, you mm-hmm. know, we've got these type of cur- curling irons. And he was really, like, he didn't know what to say is what it was. So I right. grabbed his hand, and I, I said, Eric, I talk to dead people all the time. I'm really okay. <laughs> I said, I think that you're more freaked out about this than I am. And he looked at me. And for those of you that don't know how old I am, I will be 57 here in a couple months, and Eric is probably 34, and he looked at me and he said, yeah, you're right, I'm a little bit freaked out about it. <laughs> we've, never <laughs> let, we've, ne- we've never let anybody back here in our embalming room, and, like, you know, you're just somebody off the street we're letting back here. So, so it was very nice. And I didn't really have a problem with it because I had always given her a bath. You know, that's the reason mm-hmm. I took so long to stay. You know, I had always given her, I was the bath and the hair wash person. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of my other siblings took her to the doctor and one of the other ones took care of her medication, so on and so forth. So the fellow that was helping me, I had washed her body and um, he was very kind, and we just kind of chit-chatted a little bit. And then I had gotten some frankincense oil uh, before I went over there, and after I had dried her off, I rubbed her down with frankincense. But that was an oil that they used to prepare bodies in uh, Christ's day. Right, is that they would they would prepare oils and they would cover the bodies and it was a really a ritual. So I had covered her body with frankincense, and when I got done, I looked at the fellow that was helping me, and I said, I would really like to say a prayer right now, if that's okay. And he was so kind. He said, Do you want me to leave? And I said, No. And I grabbed his hand, and I grabbed mother's hand, and I just said, you know, a silent prayer to myself, releasing the body, because it was really just being respectful of the body and the process Mm -hmm. of, you know, again, of of the dying process. 
Right. So my uh, sister and I had went and got her a brand new gown. She wanted a pink gown to be buried in. We picked out a new quilt for her and a new pillow sham. And um, I helped him dress her and do I did her hair and then after they had placed her in the casket you know because we she died on um, Sunday morning we weren't able to have the funeral for thir- until actually Friday because we were waiting for my uh, great nephew to get here from Hawaii from the Marines, and then I also have a cousin that was in China that flew back in. So it was kind of a long time that we were waiting. Mm-hmm. So um, I redid her hair the day of the, the calling hours. The calling hours were like Wednesday and, and, and Thursday. So that was kind of the process. I would like to encourage people, Terry, if they are able to at any time go through the process of being able to prepare a loved one's body, it is the most beautiful experience. And the funeral director that that we worked with anyway, and I can't imagine them being a funeral director that would not be so respectful of the body, um, I would really high, highly recommend it. If it's somebody local, I would go with them and help them. And I would actually I'd really mm-hmm. like to do that. And I'd even told the funeral director, I said, if there's someone that wants, you know, psychic medium work during the dying process, mm-hmm. please keep me in mind. If there's someone right. that wants me to be with, you know, be with them so they can understand all of that, I would be happy to do that because it, it was mm-hmm. just, such an amazing experience, and I really, really hope some of the callers tonight are able to to find some peace by me sharing that story with them, because that is really what my goal is for everyone to know that really, you know, they're ju- it's just a body. Because when I was preparing the body, it's cold and it's hard. And someone had asked me about that, you know, was there any, like, spirit around or did you feel anything? And it, it really just kind of felt like a mannequin. And I don't mean any, mm-hmm. any disrespect at all with when I say that, that the spirit and the warmth and the love of the of the soul has left. Mm-hmm. And it's just in another room. You know, exactly. the soul's just in, a, in, a, in another room that just walks through the door. Since then, Terry, Mother has come to me quite a few times and talked to me about different things. She was very Christian conservative while she was here on Earth, and it's interesting to speak with her now. It, it kind of makes me feel a little weird, you know, talking to her because she knows what she taught me was not what the deal is, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just not the people that have been baptized that are going to heaven. 
and right. that type of thing because it was they were so they the church that I was raised in was didn't have music uh, no musical instruments and you had to be baptized if you were going to go to heaven and it's that's just not the case it's religious mm-hmm. beliefs and uh, very very conservative religious beliefs. We won't get into the religion mm-hmm. tonight because that's right. a whole nother that's a whole nother discussion as well. So yeah. Have, yeah. have you got any any questions, Terry? Because I know that you have experienced a lot of what what I've talked about tonight. Yeah, I have experienced a lot of it, Lisa, and um, you, you did very well at explaining that whole process, and I certainly appreciate that. I know that we have uh, callers that have their hands raised that probably have questions for you cool. along this line. Absolutely. Then, um, if we can take a couple of those and then maybe uh, explain more some of the grief process after uh, that person is gone from our life and what we go through with that. Um, so let's go take our first caller, and it's area code 516. My computer will cooperate. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is Mary Ellen. I wanted to thank you so much for sharing your experience tonight. Hi, Mary, Hi, Mary Ellen. Thank Hi. you. I took a course on being a death doula. I also, as a nurse, have worked. Uh, I take care of patients in their home, and I've seen two of them to um, till they earn their angel wings. And um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. And I'm also a Reiki master, although I have not had the experience of seeing the chakras and and things like that, but I was really enjoyed hearing your story, and hopefully I'll be able to have the same experience with both of my parents who were just married 64 years yesterday. Oh, my uh, goodness. How beautiful. Mary Ellen, I want to make sure that I heard you correctly. Did you say death doula? Yes, a death doula. It's like a birth doula. Exactly. Right? Oh, yes. Mary Ellen, there's such a thing? Yes. Oh, I want to do that. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Terry, did you know there was such a thing? I did not. Oh, my yes, goodness. Um, yeah. Google knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Google knows everything. I'm going to look yeah. that up, Mary Ellen. You know, there's things in life, there's nothing in life that is a coincidence. So right. you being on the call tonight and bringing up that there is such a thing as a death doula, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. So it, what type How of awesome. certification or... I took it at... Uh, in Min- in Manhattan, I took it about mm, about four years ago. The course, right? And yeah, you know, being in the healthcare field and then doing the Reiki and 
um, or my experience with spirituality, I just brought everything together, you know. Absolutely. And um, I was surprised to see that it was offered. I never heard of it before. And, you know, um, I, have I officially used it? Uh, I just added it to my toolbox or my magic mm-hmm. box, but, you know, um, it sharpens my skills. When the time comes, you'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will have you will you will have the opportunity to do that, and what a beautiful thing to be able to offer to someone else. Yes. Thank you, Mary Ellen. Thank you so well, much for sharing that. Well, thank you. For thank your... you so much, Mary Ellen. You're welcome. And 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 Lisa, I did find the website, so I will um, I will share that with you, and send it oh, to you, you in a rock, message. Terry. Rock Terry. <laughs> yeah, and they do training on this website. You can sign up for training. So yeah, we'll both check that wow. out. Thank you so much, Mary. Yeah, Ellen, for, for turning us on to that for sure. Oh my goodness, awesome. Terry! Like we totally need to do that. Totally, totally need yes. to do that. How beautiful! I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, that was wonderful. Let's see what our next caller has for us. <laughs> We're going to area code nine one six. Hello. 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 I'm here. How you doing? Hi, Kimberly. Good. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. That was reassuring to listen to. Oh, good. 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 I'm sorry, I missed your name. Oh, my name's Kim. Oh, Kim. Okay. Fabulous. Okay. Um, my brother passed away in his sleep. How is? I know you wouldn't be there to see that, but I mean, we watched. We were all in the room when my grandma passed away, and that was beautiful. I mean, I didn't get to see anything like you explained, of course. But right. um, we were all at peace, nothing negative. We were even eating and having a good time in the room. <laughs> And then we could. She wasn't able to speak or anything, but mm-hmm. it was it was similar. It was nice. But I was just curious on you know, we always we always think of death being scary, and that's yes. I've always been scared all my life. I've had dreams where the world's going to end. Well, yes. how about when they die? I mean, my brother always said, if I if I die, I hope I die in my sleep, and he did. <laughs> he literally Aww. did. But I'm just like. He did, and it was like he's only two years older than me, and I'm forty. I'm forty three now, and it was last mm-hmm. year, last May first. But I just, mm-hmm. we just, when we found him, his daughter found him, which she's only a freshman now, but um, uh, in high school, but um, we were allowed to eat, go in and see him, um, before they took him. And I didn't choose not to. I just I didn't want to because I didn't want to have that last scene of him because he looks like right. he suffered, you know. And my mom right. my mom went in and she said she wished she wouldn't have, you know. But mm-hmm. some people need that. But I just worry mm-hmm. that he. We just worry that they, that our loved ones suffer because they stop breathing or you know you see their face after 
I don't know. I think my grandma's was pleasant, but my brother's we 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 feel bad. We weren't there, mm-hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> but that was awesome. I couldn't wait to listen to this program tonight. And Aww. it was totally awesome. And I thank you. Beautiful. And I will get off Beautiful. so I don't want to take up no I don't want to take up all the time, but I just wanted to ask that and share that. Um when they pass the what happens is sometimes that the physical the physical body will struggle and kind of fight it off, um, but the soul absolutely knows what to do. Yeah. And the the thing is, and this is what I had forgotten to say, is that I had learned that her soul passed through, passed through her heart chakra. So sometimes, apparently, um, if they pass through the heart chakra, then they also pass through the crown chakra. Um, gotcha. I did. I was. I was just thinking that they passed through from my reading and my studying over the years. Thought that they were passing through the crown chakra. Um, and actually, that's seeing good that your you've brother. Seen that. That's good that yeah, you've seen I'm that. Actually, I'm actually seeing your brother um, relieved to be to have passed. Aww. Well, he, he was his, suffering he, with diabetes and yeah, he was really out on the medication and he just yeah. It was sad though cuz his kids had to see it and yeah. I know he's healthy and happy now. And I'm right. trying to learn how to get signs. <laughs> I I I feel like I get signs, but I I don't want to doubt them because they might just be coincidence. Like my my grandma last night, and I'll just share really fast. My grandma, we've been cleaning out her shed with all her beautiful blankets she knitted, and oh my god. Anyways, we found um, we found these T-shirts that said Green Day on them, and then yesterday I was watching a game, and the band Green Day came up, and I was like, that's not a coincidence. That's weird. And I'm like, then my grandpa just got out of the hospital, and we've been taking care of him, and. I knew for some reason to go ask if his coffee was cold because the Folgers uh, commercial came on. <laughs> and that was my grandma telling us to go warm up his damn coffee. <laughs> I right, just, right. It might just be coincidence, it, but I want to believe that it's it, it's a real sign because I want to be like that. I want to be open like how you and Terry are and caring. Right, right. That's Terry. Terry, Terry will agree with me without me even asking her. She'll agree with me that there is nothing in our life that happens that's coincidence. There's never accident. Yeah. There's not an accident awesome. that any of the callers that are on tonight are on tonight because that's the message that they need to hear. Um, if you're in Terry's group, she will explain to you about angel numbers and signs from angels. That's kind of what her specialty yeah. is, is to be able to help people understand how angels try and how uh, loved ones try to communicate with us. They they leave us stuff. We hear things on the radio. We see numbers all the yes. time. So The radio um, to the song. His daughter said that the other day, and she's not really like me. She's not open. And um, uh, she's all, I swear that was my dad's song list, all the songs on his list that we were listening to at this ice cream place 
I go, it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, I believe it. I, I totally, so yeah. I'm trying to get his kids to be like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I needed to Thank hear you, this Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you glad. so much, I'm Kim. Love you Thank both you, and have a good calling in. Love you too. I'm You're putting welcome. you back on hold. Okay. And yes, such wonderful stuff because we do get messages from our loved ones always. Always. All, they, all they the don't time. Go, they don't go far, far yeah. away like people think. You know, they're right here with us. Right here. Yeah, with they us. are. And, and they do they do want us to be comforted, and they want us to know that they still are around and still love us. So, right. yeah, that's what it's all about is doing this type of work, you know, is bringing that comfort and that closure to people. Right. So right. I, I certainly appreciate you, Lisa, for helping to do that. Thank you, Terry, for giving, giving everyone a platform to be able to share their gifts and to help yes. other people Let's, heal. Yes, that's what it's all about. Let's take one more call, and then I'd like, if you sure. have a few more minutes, maybe we can talk about the grief process. Uh, this is area code 609. Hello? Hello? Hi there, can you hear Hi. me? Yes, perfectly. Hi, my name's Susan. Um, Terry actually knows who I am. She'll, she'll figure it out. <laughs> I talk Hi, about Susan. Hi. I'm not even sure if um, I fit into this category, Kana, because I'm not really grieving anyone, but I'm dealing with my own health issue, which could possibly (laughs) go in that direction for myself. And also, I live with my 81-year-old mother and, you know, but I have been around animals that have passed. I know you're talking about people, but um, I guess it's similar, but... um, Oh my goodness, Terry, are your are your cats meowing when she said that? <laughs> yes, that's my Look, cat. Oh my <laughs> goodness. You can't make stuff like that up. I'm sorry, Susan. Go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. I've actually spoken to her before and my cats are meowing in the background. I have a cat and dog too. So. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have a specific question. I um yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know if you ever have people asking you, you know, that have health problems themselves, like what to look for or what to expect or, I know that's an odd question. <laughs> um, if they have health problems, what, I have what, is, what do you, what, what, I have cancer, <laughs> living with cancer. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I guess I'm wondering, you know, what to look for in myself. You know, um, I guess signs of <laughs> when it's my time. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> I know that's not really what this show's about, but you know, and that's fine if you want to not take my call. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't. No, know no, 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 no. I'm trying just to figure out what what exactly that that you're asking. So, well, I'm living with signs for signs of cancer and. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm terminal, basically. I guess I'm just wondering if there's signs in, you know, for us who are living with <laughs> possibly dying, you know, what they can look right. for. I mean, right. if that makes sense. So, yes, yes. 
so sometimes when, uh, and this happens just to anybody, just not someone that is in a terminal terminal state. Have Have you worked with Terry? I have. I have. Good, 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 good. That's perfect. That's perfect. So whether you're in a terminal state or in just, you know, not sick, there'll be lots of times that you will have dreams. Do you dream in color, Susan? I do. Um, I actually wanted to ask about something specific, and I don't know if this is just my fear, but um, can you probably be the person to ask, you know, how... Uh, I watch a lot of, you know, shows about mediums and stuff, and they they mm-hmm. show, you know, when the person dies, you know, it looks like a ghost or, and they're in their clothing. And I've had images of that of myself. That might just be my own fear of it death, is. you know, it being is. able to see my own body and <laughs> and sometimes waking up in the middle of the night and, like, putting my hand on the heart to make sure I'm still alive. I know that's. I don't know. <laughs> Those are my own fears. And right. not on, you know, I'm not, I don't like using the word terminal because I wasn't, you know, I'm not in hospice or anything. I'm, I guess they call it palliative care, you know. They're, I'm living with it. <laughs> but right. um, I guess the fear thing I was curious about, too, if that's just in my head or I don't think I'm having, like, a vision of my own <laughs> death or anything. Right. No. no, no. There's lots of times that people will dream. They dream in color. There will be spirits uh, that will come to us in the in a in the dream. There'll also be spirits come to us in the middle of the night. It seems to me like you wake up in the middle of the night between uh, two and four o'clock pretty often. Yes, or I used to, okay. not so much. I've been really tired from chemo, so, but normally, yeah, I do. Okay, so what I want you to know, Susan, is that between those hours, which is in the morning, between 2 and 4 o'clock are very sacred hours. For years, I have been woken up between the time of 3.30, 3.33, 3.35, 340. Mm-hmm. That is the reason for that is that that is when our logical mind is most asleep. That is when angels and guides and God speaks to us. So if you can take some deep breaths when you're waking up, because that's the reason you're being woke up. Is because you've got spirits that are that are coming to speak to speak to you. So you you can be open and keep repeating to yourself, "I'm open to hearing, I'm open to seeing, I'm open to receiving." Because if you can, that will keep you calm rather than letting your logic logical mind switch on and fill that with fear. So if you can keep saying, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open to receiving, I'm open to hearing, I'm open to receiving, Any, anything that comes in. Sometimes the um, pressure in the room will shift. Sometimes you will feel cold breeze that will be over you. Um, this is sometimes 
it'll be sometimes it'll be somebody that has passed that will, that's wanting to come in and get your attention. So sometimes in the middle of the night it'll be goosebumps that will get your attention. Also, it will be like a cold. It'll feel like a cold breeze when you know it's in the dead of winter, and there's you know, or the dead of summer, and it'll feel like a cold breeze. But it seems to me like there is some type of an angel spirit trying to get your attention. Um, what I'd like for you to work on, because the thing that my guides keep showing me is the word forgiveness, and they're telling me that you that it would be really good for you to work on forgiveness practices that um, moves you to non-judgment and moves you out of fear actually the forgiveness process is one of the most greatest and greatest high, high vibration things that God has given us it's a practice of forgiveness uh, once we start working on forgiveness it's pretty easy to forgive everybody else but sometimes it's a little bit harder for us to forgive ourselves. We'll forgive other people, but it's a little bit harder for us to forgive ourselves. Does, does that make sense, Susan? Um, it does. It does, actually, because I've been kind of really working on myself a lot, and I've been definitely in fear because I have scary procedures coming up that, you know, there is a possibility you know, that I could lose my life during the procedure. Um, the doctor tries to be confident. Maybe that's probably why I saw that image. I was awake, too, you know, because um, mm-hmm. the fear of death is there, yeah. So that um, it does make sense because today I felt like I was kind of like surrendering, kind of. I know you're talking about forgiveness, but I felt I was slowly kind of like just letting go of it and just saying, okay, you know, it's in God's hands and praying about it and instead of being fearful. It's going to take some sure. work, but... Part of the forgiveness process, Susan, it is surrendering. If you really think about it. Yeah, yeah, can that's I... exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if, if I can encourage you to maybe shift your thinking around... Um, forgiveness as it is surrendering it's not that you're giving away your power what you're doing in the forgiveness process is taking back your power because if you're holding on to a grudge you're holding on to that person you're holding on to that emotion and that is that is what what we struggle with is that we're holding on to that we're holding on to that once we let go of that which is the surrendering that you're talking about, it mm-hmm. frees us to stand in our power because we're holding on to an emotion that has control of us or that person has control of us because we are angry with them about something or um, we resent them about something. Mm-hmm. So once we can forgive them for whatever that is, mm-hmm. whatever they said, whatever they did, that yeah. gives us our power back. We have just we've surrendered. That gives us our power back. So if I can encourage you to maybe shift your thinking around that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um and 
Terry, is there some way that um, you can link for for everybody to um, get to your Facebook group and to my Facebook group? Because I can tag them in a lot of this information just in reading the post Mm -hmm. um, that would be helpful to them. Yes, in the episode information, when you click on the link, um, I have your Facebook group listed there, Lisa. I am the real McCoy. Yeah, Yeah. perfect. Susan, absolutely. Um, Do a request, because I have a private, private group, that is a safe place um, that you can ask any questions, anything that you want to know in in that group. I think the one that uh, you've got, Terry, is my business page, but there's a link on there, oh, yeah. Susan, that's to my that's to my private group. Or you can message me from from my business page as well, and we can go a little bit further into the forgiveness process. Um, and work on that a little bit, a little bit deeper. And I can send you some posts to be able to understand it. Because um, it would take me way too long, too long, like another show on forgiveness, and even an hour. You know, we could spend like an hour, like every night, talking about forgiveness and the things that are uh, associated with that. So, um, I would love to be able to. Uh, chat with you and, and send you that information, Susan. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds like an area I need to <laughs> work on because the fear is definitely there and, you know, the blaming and all that. And so, yeah, forgiveness and surrender, that totally makes sense. You know? Right, right. They're also showing me yeah. that even if even if I could walk you through a shamanic journey, because I do shaman work, that it would calm you to be able to see this other reality. This other reality that that, um, Terry and I work in, Susan, Mm -hmm. exists within each of us. And we're not taught how to do that. So the way I can help you go through that process and move to this other reality so Mm -hmm. it will remove the fear that you've got. It's not a scary place. It's actually the most beautiful place that you can imagine. The colors are beautiful. The air is like nothing you can smell around here. And this is, while you're still here on Earth, that we can walk you through this shamanic journey and you can experience all of this other reality while you're still here. It's a beautiful place. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And Susan, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're yeah. a member of Angel Speakers on Facebook, so I will post uh, the link to Lisa's uh, Facebook group on there in Angel Speakers. Wonderful. Okay. okay Wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Susan. You're so welcome, Susan. I love you, honey. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you for calling in tonight. The shamanic, <clears throat> excuse me, the shamanic journey that I that and I do that on a regular basis with my clients, mm-hmm. uh, Terry, 
the shamanic journey is so comforting to people, and that is a reality that exists within each one of us. And right. I, I would love to be able to share that with Stephen or, or whomever because it's like nothing that you have ever experienced here on the earth plane, the, the smells and how it feels there and what mm-hmm. the colors look like and the animals talk there in this other reality, which gives Walt Disney a whole new, you know, outlook on, you know, right. when you see that, you're thinking, okay, obviously Walt Disney could see this too because <laughs> he would make <laughs> animals talk. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's beautiful, and I really hope that Susan does reach out to you. Um, yeah, and, you know, when when we're faced with trauma or illnesses in our lives, it is scary. You know, that's the ego part of us. We immediately go to that fear base. Yes. But, um, you know, that's ego. And once we get past that and we move toward, uh, okay, now, you know, what do I do? When we ask that question of God, what do I do now? Then we move more toward the spirit and hearing what God has for us and hearing what our our uh, spirit guides have for us and the angels and how they can guide us through this. But right. all fear is the opposite of love. So once we go to the love aspect right. of anything in our lives, in this journey through this human experience, then we're going to get closer to hearing um, those messages and hearing the guidance that we're so looking for in our lives. Exactly. 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 But love is just the absence, or excuse me, fear is just the absence of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's only one emotion that exists is love. So the other emotion is fear, and everything else is an attachment to fear. Hate's an attachment to fear. Guilt, shame, mm-hmm. all of those are attachments to fear. So the foundation of all of those emotions is fear. Judgment is an attachment to fear. So, therefore, all of those emotions are just the absence of love. And we're created out of love. Unconditional love is what we're created out of. And that's our journey through life is to return to what we were traded from is unconditional mm-hmm. love. And once we learn that here on the earth plane, what our job is is to teach other people the same thing. Right. Exactly. And when we uh, start thinking about grief, you know, about that loss that we have of someone that was close to us that left their physical body, um, you know, those are ego-based emotions, but they're real emotions. You know, we're we're missing right. something that was there before. So, you know, there's a process that we go through, and, and Lisa, let's talk about that for a minute. And I I think a lot of people, you know, that initial process, the initial thing that happens is the shock. You know, the right, shock of the it, denial of, of hearing it. Even when you know that it's coming, even when somebody has that terminal illness, like you knew that your mother was dying. You knew that that right. was going to happen in, uh, you know, a certain matter of time. But still there's that when you hear the initial words or like you right. knew already with, without being told, there's still that right, shock. Right, right. 
Enough. Right. So part of that is the denial. I think that um, there's also because my best friend, uh, my my best friend and I have been best friends since she was five and I was six years old. And I just told you a few minutes ago that I'll be 57 here in a in a couple months. So we've been best best mm-hmm. friends for our entire life. And her son was killed in an accident when he was 23. And I have went through, that's been 15 years ago, and I was actually talking with a client one time when she was here just a few months ago, and she was the one who worked with the client. I wasn't because the client had also lost a son. So she sat down with my client and and spoke with her about the grieving process. And the biggest thing that she was sharing with my client is that a lot of people want to put a time limit on it, that Mm -hmm. I should be feeling better after two years or I should be feeling better. You know, life goes on, but it feels like you're just stuck in space the, the grieving process just feels like everything else around you is moving on and you haven't, you can't, you're still stuck here. And people think that, and then there's, they're being hard on themselves because they think, well, in two years I should, I should feel better. There's not a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. Your grieving process is going to take as long as your grieving process is going to take. Um, it has been 15 years for my best friend since her son has died, and he, she still has a birthday party for his friends on his birthday and has for 15 years. Wow. So it's like she's still honoring him, uh, mm-hmm. and she has, and I know lots of people that still do that. That is their way of honoring and keeping their spirit alive that way and it's not like right. in, um, like she's obsessed with it it's just more of an honoring uh, mm-hmm. that he was a part that he was a part of their life and a lot of people have rituals whether go take balloons to the cemetery or that type of thing to keep to honor their 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 life by being able to do that Mm-hmm. So the denial, I think, is is the biggest thing. Um, when I work with clients, and I know that you work with clients, we're able to help them through some of the work that we do to be able to work through that grieving process just by some of the things that we're able to share with them, um, doing our, our readings with them, explaining spiritual law and spiritual practices, and because a lot of the fear, Terry, comes from our religious upbringing. Yes, exactly. And the unknown, which, you right. know, I, I'm really glad that we had this show tonight because, you know, like I said, it's, for so many years we don't even talk about death. We know it happens. We know it's going to happen to all of us, but we don't talk about it. And so right. I'm really happy that we had this tonight because it's that fear of the unknown and not knowing right. what happens to the person. And, you know, and then uh, the ones that die young, you know, we're like, why? So there's, you know, all of that process that happens. And 
sometimes anger right. kicks in there, you know, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> right. So there's so many emotions that are involved with the grief process, but just realize that we all have to take our own time and go working through it and work through those emotions. That's the, the thing that I want to stress is work through right. your emotions. Don't, don't push them down inside. Don't deny that right. they're there. Don't, uh, just sweep them under the rug and say, I can't talk about it. Talk about it. Cry, scream, right. pound a pillow. Whatever right. you have to do, work through exactly. the process. Exactly. It's so, um, after, so important. After my best friend's son had died, and it had been, you know, five or six years, I finally told her, I said, you know, I don't know what to say anymore. And she said, you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Just right. don't forget. You right. know, because I kept feeling like I needed to say something. And, and she said, mm-hmm. well, just don't forget, you know, because I haven't forgotten. You know, it's as real to her 15 years later as if it happened. And it was her only child. So mm-hmm. the the reason that I wanted to share what happened in this dying process is I wanted people to understand that even though they the, the physical body can no longer communicate, the soul is communicating. Absolutely. Not just a little bit, but on a on a huge deep level. The soul is still communicating and I wanted want people to understand and I that's where I was hoping that um that would help their grieving process if they could understand that the soul's not afraid. Right. The soul's not afraid at all. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, everyone, you know, that has passed over is looking forward to, you know, that that soul coming back to greet them and that God's looking forward to uh, the soul coming back to be one with God. Again, so yes, I'm I'm hoping that that will give some people, you know, a little bit of peace in in the grieving process of how all of that works. Because I I feel like that 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 is important for people to understand because we have mm-hmm. been taught all of these religious beliefs to keep us in fear. And yes. the ego latch, latches onto that. And the only job of the ego is to cause chaos and confusion and doubt. You know, it's, it's the only job the ego does. Mm-hmm. So if we can get the information out there, Terry, and the knowledge to have people understand that, that will help calm that ego part down and not yes. latch onto the fear because they have the knowledge that there's something else. Exactly, and you know, I love. I loved. Um, yeah, I loved what you said that you know you, you didn't know what to say with your friend, and that's the case with a lot of people when someone loses of a loved one. It's like, oh, I don't know what to say to them. You don't have to say a word. Your Mm-mm. presence, being there, or just saying, "I care," "I love you," that's all that's needed. Just a hug sometimes, just to to pass that energy from you to them that you care. Right. That's all that's right. all that's needed. You know, there's nothing we can say to someone that's in grief that's going to make it any better. No words will no. make it better. 
that your loving yeah. presence will give them that um, that assurance that they're not alone. They're not going through it alone. So, right, that, right. you know, that's a, that's a, a really big thing is, you know, you don't have to say anything. Just be there. Just be right. there for that person. Right. Well, let's, let's and, take, yeah. uh, we go ahead. No, go ahead. We can do another call. We, I was, I was going to say we have one more caller uh, with their hand raised. Actually, we have two now. <laughs> so let's go to Erica. Um, we, we have lots of people. I guess they realize now that they can raise their hand. Uh, we have Erica 360. Hello. Hi, Terry. It's Fawn. Hi, Fawn. Hi. Uh, what a great Hi, show. Hi, Fawn. Hi, Lisa. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much for sharing your story in depth. Um, I feel like you answered so many of my questions just telling your story and hearing the other callers. Beautiful. But, um, <clears throat> I do want to share an experience, and um, I'll see if there's any words. I haven't really talked about it much, and it's one of my own. Um, been dealing with grief for quite a long time through losses of other people and and when <laughs> hi kitty kitty I know you hear me <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of those uh, grief times really took me to a very low place health wise and I did have some heart episodes I they were it was December of 2011 during some alignment work as well so I don't know but they were like heart attacks and I had to go to the hospital and there was four of them in a 24 hour period and on the Mm -hmm. last one in the hospital I left my body I was vacuumed through the center of like Mandela looking discs there were symbols all over them but I was going through the very middle and it was cool. like a vacuum feeling, I guess. Right? But it, at the, yeah, I'm still trying to, I mean, it's been years, but I'm still trying to calm down from it. Mm. Right. Actually, Fawn, that's actually how I felt with this light. I didn't know how to explain it, but it is kind of like a vacuum because you're being, feel like you're being pulled, pulled through it, right? Or Yeah, it's hard. See, that's why I wanted to explain it. Like, uh, going through it when I was leaving my body, it it felt, uh, yes, that I was being sucked. Um, Right. Not so much pulled, but sucked. It was just a lot of pressure around me. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was downloading all these symbols along the way. I couldn't tell you what they look like today, but I still see flashes. Uh, And it was fast, but it was... It took a long time, it felt like, um, and I landed in, like, this clear room. There, It wasn't bright, but it wasn't dark. It was almost, I don't even know how to explain the color. It wasn't quite gray, but almost like a glass room, like it was a right. mirror color, but there was no reflection. So right. I, I slid on the floor. I, I literally felt it. I was just sliding and sliding from the vacuum. And my head hit a sandal, <laughs> and I thought, okay, this is Jesus. And I wanted mm-hmm. to look up, and he wouldn't let me look up. He put his sandal on my forehead and kicked me back down. 
So I went down the other side of these, and it was different from the other side. Now I felt pulled, like a gravity pull. Right. Uh, And I landed in my body. So I've been, I haven't really talked about that. I just got really excited. Thank you for letting me release that. (laughs) Okay. So, Fawn, these symbols, I, I want to go back. I want to go back to these symbols you're talking about. Um, Have you ever had your chakras balanced and your energy field cleaned? Yes, I did. I did even some work with Terry, the time heal. And um, I've been on quite a journey, so I've been working with a lot. Uh, Because I feel like that these, these symbols are something for you to be able to use. And these are symbols yeah, just just for you. Um, are you able to meditate? Some people uh, can meditate mm-hmm. just on their own. They can drop down into meditation, or sometimes they need music or drumming, like no, I think drumming. I live in I live in meditation. The problem I'm having is being human. I don't know how to live because um, I'm always in transition. But the, that one kind of scared me. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm mm-hmm. afraid to be here. I'd like to be here. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just that I'm scared to be alive or die, and that's not a good right. place. So. Right, right, right. Now I've got I've I've worked with people that are that are feeling the same thing just just in the last week that they're afraid of dying and they're afraid of living. Yeah, it's a um, very weird it, bridge. It, it looks it looks like Fawn that your because of this it looks like your third eye is closed. Are you able to pick up anything at all in your third yeah, eye? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I see tons. I'm. I don't know how to be in my lower energies, and I think those are kind of important for anchoring. I don't know how to explain it. Like. I'm, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I, would I like do to make see healing a, jewelry, so I work with a lot of stones and crystals and a lot of sacred intentions outside of me as well as my own. But my dad passing put me through. Uh, he died last year in June, and I don't know what happened to me. I saw all the beautiful things. It was all written in the stars. It was almost like it was so mind-blowing and confirming that I have to be sad, even though I'm rejoicing and, wow, the spirit is strong and I saw all of that, I don't know how to be happy, and that bums me out, too. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, they, keep, they keep showing me, Fawn, that you need to sit in meditation with a notebook and repeat, I'm open to receiving. I'm open to seeing symbols. Ask your guides to show you those symbols. Okay. Those symbols, even though you're indirectly working with them through your handwork and working with your jewelry and you're putting that intent with those symbols in there, there's power behind those symbols if you could draw them out. Okay, I do do art, and it's been a while. I've been in the beads for a bit, so maybe I should paint. Yes, yes. I so did write that if, down. Yeah, so sit sit in meditation, get grounded real good, however you want to do your meditation. 
ask for the symbols to be revealed to you. If they're not revealed the first time, Vaughn, they may not be revealed the second or third time. He's asking. I see them. It's just they come very fast, like a light flash. I guess that's light codes. I don't know. I'm still learning mm-hmm. what the heck people name these things because <laughs> I experience it, but I don't understand the language. I'm like, yeah, I get this, I get this, but I don't know the words. And so I'm glad but, that I... You know what? If it makes you feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, Terry and I don't have the words for it either. That's the cool yeah, thing about right. it. We get, to call, we get to call it anything we want to call it. Yeah, me and my yeah. friends get into a good synced language, and we understand each other, but anybody on the sidelines would be like, what the <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so Yeah, yeah. so you can call it whatever you. you feel like it needs to be called, but mm. there's, there's something, excuse me, there's something very strong that's coming in that you need to sit, draw the symbols, even... Um, lots of times when we're little in elementary school and junior high school, we'll doodle. Mm-hmm. If you can just sit in meditation and doodle, you may be surprised what comes out. Okay. If you've already got this creative gene and you're creating things, it, you'd be surprised what comes out of if you just hold you know, a pencil or an ink pen and put that down on paper and let your mind go. I know that you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I keep hearing, like, you're allowed to be in your body because I left, and so it's kind of hard to be here and watch other people leave and know that I'm going to leave again, and it's scary. (laughs) Well, there's work for you to do. There's work for you to do, and and there's they keep... (laughs) They keep showing. They keep showing me the word symbols, symbols, symbols. That you need to to find out what your symbols are. Uh, sit in meditation, and if you can journal and do automatic writing, and ha- let them tell you what you're supposed to do with those symbols. Okay. When you talked about your mom's heart chakra and how it went into three to four foot diameter, that's when I related with your conversation most because I was like, yeah, that was like the Mandela's. I was like swimming through yeah. the and being sucked in. Yeah, yeah. It was and so beautiful. And energy. Yeah. It was, yeah, I felt all that. And it was beautiful, but it was so fast and I was so, I don't know, out of control. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 <laughs> It's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you all for having the show tonight. I know I got a lot thank out of it. And you're thank so you. welcome, thank you honey. So much. And, and Fawn, if you will go I just want to tell Susan that I really love her. She was very sweet oh, to call too. in and talk about herself. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, very, and we all very, keep Susan. We all keep Susan in our prayers. But Fawn, I wanted to say, if you want to go back to the archive shows. On my channel. I do. I uh, yeah. last, when, last Wednesday night, uh, Lisa Jo Davis was with me, and we talked about near-death experiences on that show. Okay. That was the focus of the show. So it was That's last really Wednesday night was, with, um, yeah, with uh, Lisa Jo Davis. And listen to that show, and, and uh, I think you'll really get a lot out of that. And, and what, because uh, Lisa, Lisa Jo had a near-death experience as well yes. as I have had a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Listen to the old shows, and, you know, there's so much information there. 
that we try to put out on Angel Speakers. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in. I love you, my friend. I love you, too. (laughs) And I love you, too, Lisa. Thank you for sharing your story so deeply. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you so much. Bye, honey. Bye. Okay, Lisa, do you have time for one more caller? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's go. I have not talked to this lady in a while, and I'm so happy to see her raise her hand. This is my Maria. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maria. Good evening, Hi, Maria. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Thank you for such, thanks for such beautiful uh, show. And Lisa, thank you for sharing your story. That was so uh, wonderful. And, um thanks. You made me cry. You made me laugh. You know. <laughs> oh, good. You were, you were sharing it. Um, it was so beautiful, and it reminded me of the movie. That uh, remember the movie Ghost, with Patrick mm-hmm. Tracy, and then also E.T., which you know, uh, I don't know why, but when you were talking about the, the light and the heart, the chakra, it 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 it, it made me think of E.T. You know. And uh, it was just beautiful. And um, I have also, uh, about six years ago, I took a course uh, certification, which is called um, Inner Life Care. And I have done volunteer work at the VA hospital in the palliative department. So I know everything that you were saying. I remember uh, we always uh, make sure that, you know, none none of them... um, died by themselves, and I had to be one of the, I was one of the gentlemen who was sick a patient, and I remember saying, you know, I don't want to leave him alone because, you know, I, I, it's not right. So I can yeah. relate to so many other things Aww. that you said. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Um, so so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Maria. Thank you, and... um I wanted to, you know, my last week was my grandma's, uh, she and I, you know, we were inseparable and, and Terry knows that. And um, she passed away 22 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't dreamt much of her, but two days ago I had two dreams of with her, like in one night. Right. Um, she, she's, yeah. she's, she, she is showing me a bouquet of flowers. What do the flowers mean? I'm sorry. She's showing me a bouquet of flowers. Like she's handing. Did someone hand you a bouquet of flowers, or did she give you flowers a lot? Uh, uh, I used flowers. to buy her flowers. I used to buy her flowers okay. every other Perfect. week, if not every week. And then yeah. it's, I don't know if it also, as I said, my my mom is back home went to visit, and and she, as a matter of fact, from Mother's Day. She went to visit her grave uh, overseas, and she's there, and, and she brought her flowers, and I sent her um, some hearts, some decorations to put on her grave in my name, which were some hearts Aww. and, and a little yeah, teddy bear and flowers, so I don't know if that is also. Right. Yeah. Right. No, and she's, she's very thankful. She knows that, you're, that, that those flowers, she was always thankful that you brought those. Um <laughs> She feels like that um, she didn't thank you enough. That, mm. like, thank you wasn't enough 
for you bringing the flowers. But she got so much joy out of those for so many days after you left. It was just a nice reminder of your kindness and dropping those flowers mm-hmm. off. So that was that was that really was, that was a really big big for her. And no, she thanked you again. I send them with mom. But yes, yes. Uh, is there anything that you could say about my you know, my uh significant all that past five years ago of cancer. Uh but we never get to say goodbye and um any message, you know, I I sometimes I pray that she didn't suffer because I was not beside her when she passed. Now, who is this again? My significant other. Bear with me just one second. Oh wow! Do you cry a lot, um, or maybe not? Maybe not cry is is the word, but yearn for that still. Yes, there. I have, but 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 there there are moments. You know, there. I have my moments. Right. He's he's. There's. I'm hearing you need to let go and move on. Let go and move on. Because I'm, I I'm got it, but I but I still you know there's things that remind me of her and so I have my moments. Okay, so here's here's the thing: when people pass over, they understand the grieving and that that other people are going to grieve. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that by you holding on to the grieving, it keeps you from living. Okay. So if, and and again, they understand that that we as a human, because that's our human condition, that we are going Mm -hmm. to grieve, but the people that have passed over and the spirits that are speaking to us now, after, after however long it has been, they want you to understand that they're fine, everything is fine, and mm-hmm. by you continuing to grieve and hold on to that deeply, deeply, that it's keeping you from living your life. Okay. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you forget them. You don't forget them at all. You still honor mm-hmm. them in whatever type of way that you honored them before. It doesn't mean yes. that at all. It just means that at, at some point they're going to ask what they're asking that you have gotten stuck in the grieving and to let go because it's keeping you from living okay. and enjoying your life and your time that you're here. Yes. Does, does that make sense, Maria? Yes. Yes, honey. Yes, thank you. Good, good. So they're showing me you going and having fun, but during the time that you're having fun, because I know that you travel also. So the time yes. that you are traveling, if you can kind of honor them in your traveling, like, oh, this would have been so much fun for us to do. Or yes. I, I remember when we went so-and-so in this place and that place. Yes. That is still honoring them. 
and yeah. you have you're in the now and you're in the living rather than getting stuck and not living yes. your life. No, you know I don't know, but um, some people might think it's crazy, but. When I'm gonna try, you know, even when I'm on the plane, I just, I have to, I'm like, all right, let's go, let's get ready, we're going on a, you know, on a trip. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's exactly mind. what I, I talk- that. You know, yeah. I talk to them on my mind. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what they're wanting you to do. You know, take yeah. them with you. That's part of honoring them. You know, because yeah. they're with us all the time, Maria. Yeah. And that's what. And I you feel know, the all- presence. I feel the presence. Yes. Yes. Good. Unfortunately, um, I, you know, I have, as you know, I have, but she doesn't talk much about, you know, it's not that they try to discuss feelings in regards to loved ones. And, and I, and, and like you said about some relatives, some of my relatives don't understand this path, this journey. So I, I cannot discuss these things with them. So sometimes it's a little bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but um, right, thank you right. very much. And again, thank you for your sharing your beautiful story of your mom. Yes. Thank you, Maria. I think yes. I think that you'd already read the story, but thank you for being on tonight. Oh, <laughs> thank you again. And thank you, Terry. Thank you, Maria. So good to hear your voice again, my friend. <laughs> oh, thank you for having, for taking my call. Have a great night, okay? You too, Maria. I Thank love you. you. Have a have a I good night, back. honey. Well, my friend, we went two hours and it flew by. <laughs> I know. And I and it was so awesome. Thank you for this wonderful information. And you yeah. know, I just I really feel like there were lives that were touched tonight. Um, I totally agree that there are no coincidences, there are no accidents. Yes. The people that were meant to hear it are here on the lines or in the chat room. Right. Or they will listen right. to the replay. You know, those Absolutely. who were meant to hear the words will will hear them. You know, I, I'm always Absolutely. reminded of, um, I can't remember the name of the, sh- the movie, but if you build it, they will come. <laughs> right. If we put it out there, they're going to come. They're going to hear yes. because they were meant to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for thank you for sharing from your heart and from your experience and you're always teaching us. That's what I love about you, Lisa. You just always oh, teaching you, and sharing you're sharing of, of your heart and of of your knowledge. And you know, that's the that's a true light master, someone who does that, you know, with, with just wanting others to know what it's all about and to help others in this ascension process. That's what we do. And I just, I respect and honor you for that. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. I'm, I'm just fascinated by it all. <laughs> yes, it is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so if you I'm have any, by any, closing, yeah, any closing message or words, and please, again, tell us how to reach you, and uh, we'll end the show. Bob. Yeah, if you will just, um, the link is already in, you know, the link, the live link for what you have already posted. You know, they can listen to the replay. They're welcome to message me on my uh, business page or uh, send a request to join the private group. Uh, Welcome, everybody. 
and anybody has any questions, please message me. And if I don't know, I know people that know things, and I know spirits that know things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots Absolutely. of times I don't know I don't know the the answer to the question, but I always know somebody <laughs> or some spirit that does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I know I will have you on again because I so enjoy you and I know our call our listeners enjoy you. And uh, we get a lot out of what you have to say. So thank you. And right. we will right. be hearing thank from you, you so again, much, my Karen. dear. <laughs> All You're right. so welcome. And I'll, my- I'll be back on the air tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time with Ken Roshan from the Umbrella Syndicate. And please listen in to this wonderful man as he shares or listen to the replay. I know that's going to be really early for those on the West Coast. So thank you, everyone that was here and those who will listen later and those that were in the chat room. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I hope you have a blessed night. Good night, everyone. Good night, Lisa. Good night. I love you. Good night. Love you too, babe.